Hello and welcome to the Rat Nest Podcast, episode number 82, with me and Jim. It's hey. <laughs> What up, bro? Dude, you know what's up. I know what's up. What do you know what's up? I don't know what's up. It's... How do, how do we put it? You want to just break it? Just, we just break it right off the bat? Jim's moving. I'm moving. And that means Rat Nest Podcast... Is going on a little bit of a hiatus. A little hiatus. And if there's opportunity to do stuff, we're obviously going to keep doing it. That's but, right. You know, but for, the, for a while. You know, when we first started the podcast, it was really to, to help promote Rat Nest Sticker Co. And, and the art curatorship that Matt was doing. And, and personally, I feel like this has done exactly that. Uh, it's helped you grow. It's helped Rat Nest grow and become like the brand that it is. And... Uh, I I think it's time for both of us to step forward, you know what I mean? This has served a really good purpose, and, and we, we're able to... I'm able to confidently say I can move on uh, and, and to my next steps and not leave anything wanting in the podcast. Oh, dude. Well, since we started off on this note, and we just dropped that right away, uh, thank you for helping me out with everything, man, from day one with this shit, and, like, I don't know. Thank you for being a friend. Straight up, bro. It's been an honor working with you and getting to hang out with all the people. And, like, I'm, we met some cool-ass people along the way, man. It's a trip. People I never would have been able to or never would have had the opportunity to meet if it wasn't for the podcast and for Ratness. So I, I thank you for doing what you do, man. And, like, uh, just, and just so everyone knows, Ratnest is staying. Just the <laughs> podcast is going on hiatus. But real Ratnest, Ratnest Sticker Co., that... That's sticking around. That's life, bro. Yeah. We, we're going to figure out, well, I guess I'm going to figure out how to go to version 3.0. Version 3.0. Uh, you know, there's the inception of Rat Nest. Uh, Rat Nest, as we've done it for the last couple of years with the podcast and everything. And then this year, I kind of changed it up and I focused more on doing pop-ups instead of just worrying about online sales. Mm-hmm. So that was like... A little transition. A little so, so now, yeah, that's 2.0 plus, and then now 3.0, I'm going to figure out how to balance everything, get Ratnest uh, equilibrium restored. You know, that's one thing I think is super apropos right now. Like, we always have artists in here, and we talk about what it is that makes them tick, and what, what it is that makes their artwork, and, and why they do it, you know? And mm-hmm. The one thing that everybody kind of hints at, but no, we haven't really dove into is the business side of art and actually being involved in the, in your, in your business as an artist, you know what I mean? And, and there is a lot of creativity that goes into running a business or branding yourself as, as the market, you know what I mean? And, and that, I don't know, in my opinion, that that is an art unto itself, is to be able to create a business and out of something that you're creating. I've thought about this before, because we do talk to a lot of people that are their own businesses, because mm-hmm. their that's business is their art, that's what they do. Um, I think some of the disconnect comes from, if you're on a platform to talk about your art, and we're talking about our art, like it's going to be more focused on that instead of the business side of it. Yeah. So it's like, if, you know, an artist comes in, we're like, well, let's, let's look at the back end of things or, you know, behind the, the scenes and back of house, as far as the business side goes, 
in their minds, at least in my mind, if someone asked me that, I'd be like, that's a way less interesting conversation. Right, and that's why we haven't dove into it, for sure. But given my current situation of the only reason I'm leaving is to go try and start a new business with a friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to find the creativity in this. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. I think that there's something to be said. It's like businesses are, in that sense, it's, uh, and art is a business. If you want to be successful, yeah, you could be a painter, you could do whatever you're going to do artistically, but if no one's there to see it, if there's no uh, market market for it, it, then what is it, if you just do it for yourself, amazing. If you want to make a living off of it, you have to... You have kind to put savvy on a little yeah. bit. Yeah, you yeah. have to be. You wear your accounting hat, and you wear your CEO hat, and your and then you wear your sales hat, and you, you do everything just like you're running your own business. And it's the worst. <laughs> you it know what is I mean? like, the worst. Yeah. Numbers and all that stuff. Like some people get off on it. I understand a lot of it, but not. It's not exciting. It's not fun yeah. to like go through the paperwork and see. Okay, I owe people, or I made this much, or this is month to month or year to year and stuff. It's interesting. But oh, when you get into numbers and you see a spreadsheet that is done perfectly and gives you the right answer, it it's like art, man. It it, it paints a picture that is like so perfect that I, I guess. But I think it's more the art for the person that that does it, like uh, an accountant, like a really good like accountant or like numbers guy. When they put that all together, that's like them making their their work for the show. Yeah, exactly. So it's like all right, the meeting's on Tuesday. I'm making these things. And just like and then a lot you get of to art, present it like art. It's not for everyone though. The the an accountant that does a perfect spreadsheet and goes and presents it to an artist, it, it's gonna be lost on them. But they present it to another accountant and they're like, Oh my god, this is beautiful, yeah, this true. is amazing. It's like for you know, somebody. It's specific type. Yeah. So not to say that uh, you know, business isn't art, but I just we don't talk about we the business side a lot of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. There is, there's a lot of creativity that goes into it. I, I think running your own business is one, it forces you to be creative because you have to think about, okay, my customer needs this or my client needs this. How do I provide that for them and make sure that they're happy? You know, you're constantly being flexible. You're constantly moving around to make sure that you're, you're uh, fulfilling the market, you know, and, and making sure that you're growing and there's all, it's constant, like, uh, Reevaluation, you know yeah, what I mean? Adapting, um, changing, getting feedback from the client, which uh-huh. is like a big thing. So like painters and stuff who paint for themselves or do their own illustration or they have a brand that is themselves is one thing to put it out there. But when you're working for a client, that's a whole different, you know, game. You go back and forth a lot, you have yeah. to figure out how to like meet them in the middle, figure out their needs, and then once you start working on what they like their aesthetic is right yeah you know because people want the same thing but done three different ways mm-hmm. so it's it, it is interesting and it all overlaps and i think most artists should view themselves as a small business and you know the sole proprietorship they should think of it that way because now every dollar that goes into creating your art you, you begin to recognize how much it, it costs. Every dollar you make from it, you begin to see it in a different light. You begin to market yourself differently because it's you're working in your business and not just, oh, I should probably get on Instagram. It's like, no, I have a schedule now for work and this is my work. See, there's my problem. I don't know. I maybe I romanticize it a little bit too much and I'm just like, I just do what I do 
and when I do it, when I want to do it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? And like, but if you start with that mentality of every dollar counts and every day counts and you really keep full track of everything, it, it's not only an art, it's a science, you know? Yeah. And then there's, there's numbers to, um, rely on because you can look back and if you keep good records, you can see, well, this is this and that. And thankfully websites and, you know, the internet provides analytics and, uh, stuff analytics? that's like built in analytics. No, uh, analytics. No, no. Analytics is my new lipstick link. You got yeah, a little, yeah. little plug for the new yeah, it's makeup gonna be line. Cherry red. Uh, it's really <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean, we call it analytics. Analytics, but you know, you get you get the idea. I, I, I shorten it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, but analytics is what I meant to say. You're right. Thanks, Dick. Oh, you're, I had to point that uh, out. I'm so glad you did because you use big words sometimes. And I don't know if you're using them right. I know, but that's the beauty of where using big words if other people don't know them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. Now, I think for the most part, like you use all your words right. It's just funny to hear, like editing episodes or looking back on past episodes and both of us do weird shit. Saying weird sentences and shit. Like we, we don't know what to say to someone we don't know. Uh, it's like the first conversation and then our, I don't know, my mind will think of a question and I'll start talking and then I have to figure out how to catch up with the question. Oh, so yeah. I just end up saying statements for, for eight sentences. Yeah. And then they're always like, yeah, you'll do the same shit. Like you'll say a question and then you'll say a bunch of statements and they'll be like, so what I'm asking, and then they'll say the question again. Like, uh-huh. it's, it's funny, uh, we, all, we both have our shitty interviewing skills. <laughs> our insecurities, like, are they actually going to understand what I'm trying to say? Oh, dude, that's so fucking funny. Yeah, it's, I told uh, Hank uh, this one time, I was like, yeah, I don't really listen to them after we do them, because I don't want to know how bad that is. Yeah. Yes. So if people like it, people like it. And obviously we edit them up to a certain degree and we do listen back on certain conversations and things. Uh, but for the most part, if there's nothing that needs to be edited out, I'm not going back to like spend the time listening to the full hour because I just had that conversation. And I don't want to know how dumb I sound to that person. Yeah, you for know? sure. Or how many times I say, uh, you know, it's just amazing, man. You really good work. Great good job. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny, dude. We kiss a lot of ass. Yeah, it makes it fun, though. No, it's great. It, I think if I was on something, especially a lot of people we talk to, uh, we've had, I'd say, more than a dozen, maybe two dozen. I don't know what the exact numbers are. But people that have never done a podcast before right. or had an hour-long conversation on the spot with someone they don't know. About themselves. Right. Yeah. And it's not quite an interview. We ask questions, but it's also a conversation, you know? Yeah. And so some people re- react to that or can can strive on that situation a little better than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is funny because we're, we're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And we've learned, I know for a fact, we've gotten better from the episode one to right now. I know I can, I, just, <laughs> I don't know. I've gotten better at active listening. Like rather than just waiting for my turn to speak, yeah. I actually try and listen. And I think like, I got worse at that. <laughs> I feel like I'm like, they'll have like a whole thing they're on. And then I just interrupt and like, so what about this? Yeah. Ah. Sometimes we have to do that. Though. Jesus. That's funny, man. Yeah. But it's been a, it's been fun though, dude. Like learning everything. Like you said, meeting all the cool ass people that we've met along the way. Like, 
uh, getting to learn about so many different processes of art and like how people are inspired, how they, why they do what they do on such a conversational level. It's been fun. Like I literally feel like I get to know these people because we talk to them for an hour and like get in, we talk about family, we talk about friends to talk about cities, you know what I mean? And that's like what you need to do to get to know someone. So I feel like I I know a whole bunch of people now that I never would have known before. And 99.9% of them are awesome, like, in the sense of they didn't have any, uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not high hopes, but, like, they didn't have any expectation, like, high expectation of what this was going to do for them or for yeah. us or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's just fun to do, and then once you go through that with somebody, then you're buds. And then, right. you know, Instagram messages and whatever, it's just, like, you're friends now. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, dude. Well, that's, like, Bahula, Nick Bahula, shout out Nick, uh, like lived in Redlands I've lived in Redlands for a decade dude does art around town never really like got to know him until we started doing pop-ups with him and now like I've seen the dude twice in the last three days just out at bars and like great guy to know great guy to say what's up to you know that kind of interaction too you never would have you know that that little positive just what's up bro that feel good when you're out and about pop-ups for sure man I mean I wouldn't know 90 80, 90% of the people I know where I live, mm-hmm. if it wasn't for Rat Nest and Blue Hill Studios and Bloody Gums doing pop-ups and working with us and inviting me to do shows and, you know, all that stuff, it's, that's how I met the majority of the people I know out there. And it's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And if you don't have a little community or you're starting off, which we'll, we'll talk about in a second, like you you're just sometimes you feel like there is no uh route to it right yeah and you have to you have to just spin the wheels to see what where it goes you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and yeah i don't know luckily whatever wheels we spun i feel like have have been beneficial to like me as a person you know what i mean like going through all of this shit Uh, it's been great that rules yeah i always like think about that because we we've known each other for the better part of 20 years now yeah right pretty oh, damn close that. yeah like but me and you working so tightly together in the last couple of years doing this you start to be like oh, am i bugging the other person right. like i'll be yeah. like hey man can you edit that shit or can you send me this or did, how that audio did you do this right and it's all like it's almost like asking favors even though they're not favors but that's why working together, it's like, hey, I need you to do this so I can do this. Or I hit, hit you up like, hey, I need a title card for this or whatever it is. You know, we have our jobs. And you, if you, that needs to get done, it's like, hey, I need you to do this. Luckily, that responsibility to me is motivating. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, if I'm like, oh, I just have to do it and no one gives a shit, I'll do it whenever. But if you're like, hey, bro, I need that shit up, uh, the episode edited... I'm like, okay, I need to go home and take time out to do this so I don't let Matt down or let the let the listeners down. Yeah, and we've probably let the listeners down. More than <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> Straight up. They don't care. Uh, no, I don't know, man. We, uh, I think we bit off a little bit more than we could chew. Yeah, I just didn't realize how much we were biting off. With two people and the amount of work that goes into something like this, like most people have crews that work with them at least a couple guys Mm -hmm. on deck while they're recording um audio engineer you know video uh editor 
all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And we played the the roles of all those parts. All of them. And so, you know, we've had our, our hiccups where, like, the video would go out or the audio wasn't, like, what it could have been right. or whatever. But there's no way of really knowing when we just hit play and start record or hit record and start talking, you know? Yeah, then you get the end of it and you're like, well, shit, I didn't realize this cut off halfway through. Yeah. But that's what you live and learn. <laughs> so it's been great. And thanks yeah. for everyone that is listening to this. Yeah, seriously. You guys are, make, you make it worth it. So, like, I... The few little comments we get, they're like, dang, I like this. That shit makes me feel so good, too. It's cool, man, because, you know, on YouTube and stuff, it's like people can search for their an artist or a musician or whoever, you know. But on our level, it's not like you're going to get 100 hits when you type in someone, like an underground artist name or something. You'll right. get, like, a couple videos on YouTube or something that's related to that, but to have someone be able to be like, oh, I listened to a whole hour conversation with this person, you know, thanks to you guys, that shit ruled or whatever. It, it was really yeah, nice, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So, yeah, it was, it's been great, man. We've, I don't know, we're just lucky. We're lucky to have the friends we have and to call in favors, that, or not even favors, just like asks and people respond and they're Working happy to together do it. together in symbiosis, yeah. yeah. It doesn't even come to like, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. It's like, how can I help? You yeah. Know, everybody's been so down for it. You know, everybody over at Bloody Gums uh, is just awesome, willing to help yeah. out. You know, everybody that we work with, really. Dude, and you know, the like guys like Exist and Tumex and, you know, Bluebird and everyone just all the hip-hop heads too it, man it's a community it, though it's it really is guys, guys you've never met and the you know the homies from years ago that would be like yeah we're down let's go we'll yeah do why not and it everyone has such a great attitude it's such a fun thing to do man i mean i'm gonna miss doing it and we i mean we can still do them remotely if we get some reason to you know what i mean it doesn't yeah. have to be done we'll go on the back burner but like i didn't personally this is all everybody this is my episode to be able to like reminisce and like uh be like senioritis sad boy about leaving to another state uh and not being able to come and hang out with matt every week all right hold up before we get into the in the next segment of this where we talk about why this is no more go get can you get two cups so I don't have to walk around you. Let's right. let's have a little a uh, little sip of whisker from Jay Riley since we never shout out Jay Riley, a local distillery here in Redlands. The only people that ever talked about giving us money to do this podcast, and it never got to that point. But, hey, but he was willing. It was there. It was on the table. He was a fun interview too. And the only reason it didn't get there is because we're gonna be you know taking a little hiatus right now. So. In the spirit of that, let's drink some of their whiskey. Let's enjoy ourselves. Here, let's have this one. Okay, is that your shit? Yeah. You like that one? Yeah. What is this about? Bourbon? That's the cast strength oh. bourbon. Let's go, kid. So, yeah, man. Shout out Jay Riley. Shout nice, out Jay nice Riley. Nice dude. Uh, if you'd like to listen to that episode, look for Jay Riley uh, Distillery on the Rat Nest Podcast. I think it's like 70? 60-something or 70. 60, yeah, it's really cool. We go into all this distilling. and We just got it. Lit that day too. We sure did. Dude was just like, "Oh, here, take this one, bigger." Oh, great! I want the smaller one. Cheers! Cheers, man! To Ratness. Love you, bro. Love you, bro. I don't think you're supposed to shoot that. No, you're not. Definitely supposed to sip it, but it's all right. Hundred proof. 
blue corn whiskey, I think. Yeah, so it's got a little more heat. Well, heat. We talked about it. it yeah, like, a little sweet. Yeah, yeah. So well, normally sweet. bourbon's 51% at least, but 100%. Only a few distilleries do that. We need to pause. Yeah, welcome back. Jim, did you just throw <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I didn't. Uh, we were talking about business, and I got a call about a new business, and I had to business take calls. it. Well, that segues perfectly into why you're moving. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about why you're leaving paradise for middle America. You know, I would not have chosen it for myself. I've been putting in a lot of roots here in Redlands, enjoying making my life here. And uh, Scott, a buddy of mine called. He lives out in the middle of the country. What about your buddy here, dude? You want to, we tried starting a business, but yes, we yes. haven't gotten any money in yet. <laughs> Damn it. I forgot about that. I forgot money pays bills. Yeah. Whew. I got a call from a buddy and he was like, Hey, I got this opportunity. I want to start a business, but I don't know how, like, will you come out here and help me out? It was a good opportunity and I think the money's going to be worth it. So anyone listening, we don't have to go too much in depth, but just so they're like, why are they calling Jim? Jim runs his own business. Jim has always had his own business, side hustles. Uh, Rat Nest being something that you help out with and you are a part of, but it's not a business like you would normally take on. In your... This was fun for me. This was like, <laughs> yeah, right. Rat Nest was fun for me. Like we didn't, we didn't have to, honestly, we should have done it a little bit more like a legit business, at least as far as our scheduling, but we kind of, we got our scheduling in, we knew what we needed to do and just let it run in autopilot. There was really no books to handle. There was really no, no like need for anything for me to do at least, yeah. except just be a part of it to help like structure, structure it, you know, and, and give you a hand. No, yeah, but you're way better at the business side of it of things like we said earlier like looking at numbers and that kind of art or like that kind of um i don't know just that skill yeah that skill set to like look at things and be like all right this is like what we could do uh this is what do it is beneficial and not beneficial doing break-evens and profit and loss reports to for like projections of starting a new business is one of the most fun fucking things to me in the you world you like that i, I love know. it I like creating spreadsheets about all the information I get and like putting it all together like artistically and wanting to see all of the equations in Excel like you, work you brand it in the in the corner with like oh, the logo you know, and shit. Yeah. You already know. Like this and, is the see, final that's touch. The wax stamp. The the part to me that where my creative side and my like uh numbers side or like what well like both come together so like i'm with this new business i've already got a logo and branding ready to go like we don't have to pay anybody to do all like our any of our artwork we don't is it good though i mean i think it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> i'm the one that did it I, I haven't seen it so i just threw it out like threw it out there so we'd have it like and the creative side lends so much to the business side when it comes to that because now you don't have to pay somebody to create a branding logo. Now you don't have to pay somebody to build your website or to do these things if you already know how to do all of that. And it just, it lends to being so much more personable and personal when you're in your business rather than just, oh, I'm doing this to make some money. It can actually become like your baby, you know what I mean? Yeah. And by your baby, you mean the baby that makes you money instead of the one you spend money on by having a baby. <laughs> yes, exactly. No babies here. Yeah. We were just, you know, hanging out with some friends yesterday and, uh, you know, 
all our friends are adults and have kids yeah, and families, families and families and real life. Yeah, you know, professionals yeah. and uh it's it's cool to think that we didn't do that have kids hey, hey. let's stand up we no. were we were able to go to the bar yesterday at 2 p.m no kids and not have kids to worry 2024 about. that's that's our slogan no kids 2024 who do you want to win in 24 i don't care i just no don't want kids, kids. <laughs> and to all of you that have kids by all means you you should do it because i'm not uh, and people need to have kids. It, well, it's completely rewarding. I understand it. I love my nieces, nephews, friends, kids, everyone's kids. Oh, yeah. But I also like not having the responsibility of having children. Right. So, you know, it's just selfishness. For sure. Dude, I'm, I'm a very responsible person when it comes to my, like, duties and things. But uh, I am also extremely selfish. And I do what I want most of the time. Yeah. And I can't do that if I have a kid. There's only been maybe two times I've been mad at you for doing what you want. Mm. And it's just because I had something specific in mind like that day. And then you're... You, you, oh, man. I don't let's even know. Go, let's go. No, I'm just thinking about... I, 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 can't, I don't know if I can name them, what times they were. But I just remember a couple times being frustrated in the last year and a half or whatever so that's a good record bro i think that's a couple times Cons for everything that we do whatever i want and it's only pissed you off twice yeah so, <laughs> so you got a good track record but those two times i was like this motherfucker i was just so mad dude i was like and then i thought about it later i was like he was just being a normal person and i'm pretty sure i came back in like yeah i do what i want dude. and it just pissed you off even more oh i i was like waiting for you to be like i'm so sorry dude and you never did. But I think that's great. I think that's important. And it's just me, like my selfishness being like, why isn't he worried about like what I'm worried about? But like, that's this, why we work so moment, well in yeah. Rat together is because you worry about different shit than I worry about. And somehow we cover it all. Yeah. Like you, we said earlier at lunch, like I, you, you get, you are an ideas guy. And like a, a doer, you know, like a workhorse. Yeah. For me, I'm like a visionary and like a, a director. You know what I mean? That's where I thrive. So that I think we work symbiotically perfect together like that because we come up with the ideas together. You or you have an idea. You don't know how to do it. I say, this is how we do it. And boom, we have a direction and we go, you know? And if there's an idea that we come up with that isn't good, we both... Start looking at it and go, nah, yeah, this, this ain't it. This, yeah, ain't yeah. it. <laughs> this isn't what we need to focus on. Yeah, we're not so stubborn where it's like, we had an idea, it has to be done. You yeah. know what I mean? What's funny is that for being a business that doesn't make money, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we break even at best. Yeah. And, like, we're not worried about profit margin or the bottom line or any of that. We don't go off on too many crazy ideas. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like we we could have, like companies that you hear like that, they're like, oh yeah, they just did all this wild shit, and then they Went failed. Out. Yeah, and I think like, the wildest shit we've done is just traveling across the country yeah. to do pop ups. Yeah, like, like we didn't we didn't really need to do that. No, but it was we amazing. It. Yeah. yeah, the ratness didn't need it, but we needed it. Hell yeah! And all, saying yes to every pop up that I'm invited to, and you know, doing these shows and doing shows in San Diego or whatever. Uh, traveling back and forth to, you know, Tijuana to pick up stuff from Luke, Chuck, and Charles. Like, uh, we put in work. Yeah. That Travels some miles, man. It, it, it definitely adds up, but it doesn't seem like work when you're having fun like that. I think the hardest part about the trip to North Carolina was the red-eye flight there. 
Because it was during COVID when there was no alcohol for sale on any flight and we were across the country yeah. with a shitty layover in Denver. You also hadn't flown that far in a, in a long, very long, long time. time. I was anxious as shit. in a weird space and sure I was like, come on, dude, this is going to be fun. You're like, don't, uh, no, uh, not right now. I don't want to leave. But once we got there... We got them biscuits. Oh, God. Dude. That was a good morning. Let's go. That was a good morning. We looked like crackheads just tapping at a chicken and biscuit place at like 5.35 in the Are morning. Are you open yet? They're like, at 6. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> Damn red eyes. <laughs> nah, that was amazing. Though. How much fun did we have? A lot of fun. And then Hank, like, b- dropping in on that fool. Yeah, I know. We've talked about... This is probably the story we talk about the most. Is hanging out but it's there. because it's the rat nest. Like, that, that was... The story of Ratness. Yeah, that's so much fun. So good. And then all the times we've grown up to San Francisco and Oakland, and those absolutely times have been a blast too, man. Yeah. Again, uh, Blade, Bloody Gums Crew, Method uh, Makers, Method dude, Makers, shout out everyone. You know. Everyone does their own hustle, and then when the hustles meet up, it's fun. Hell yeah, man. Yep. And that's how community builds. Is when everybody starts out doing their own thing, and then groups together, and then that group goes out and works with other groups and then those groups kind of work together and then that that symbiosis of that group works with another group and then that works together and like it just eventually you realize holy shit i i know a hundred people that do the same thing as i do you know yeah i'm so thankful for it you know yeah it's awesome everyone gets behind each other and supports each other and as individual artists that happens as well but there tends to be a coalition or I don't know if that's the right thing to say but there tends to be um, like a group of when it's kind of more of a business so it's like oh I know you're doing this business like Ratness is not my personal art right so yeah. it's like oh I know you're doing Ratness and you want to promote that so we're going to invite you to this thing so it's not just you know it's uh, not just Matt Paramo representing right. you now you're representing 30 other people or whatever many because sometimes you know as an individual artist you're like oh, I don't have enough pieces for that I don't know how I could if I can fill a whole table right. like I got other stuff going on that day but when you're a business or a you know a collective or whatever term you want to use where multiple artists are involved mm-hmm. uh, it lends itself to doing those kind of events because you're like yeah hey, I got like 10 people's stuff like right. let's let's support everybody. I can fill a whole wall if you need it. Yeah, yeah. I got more. Like you know, right? Yeah, a table, no problem. Yeah, but yeah, I, I know that struggle because when I was young, and you know, I was just like, I'm gonna just paint, and it's like, yeah. But then what? You just have a room full of paintings. Once you start getting them out there and marketing them, I just wasn't painting. a good painter. I'm, <laughs> I'm still not a great painter. You know what I mean? I just was idealistic and was like, oh, I'm just gonna do what I do, and everyone's gonna think it's the coolest shit. Yeah. And then you learn pretty quickly, like, hmm, yeah, you got to get better at what you're doing. Right. You yeah. got to hone your craft. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I, again, I'm still not a good painter, but at least I'm a decent enough painter where people will involve themselves with rat nest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nah, dude, you, you have some dope pieces. I swear you, I've got more of your art hanging on my wall in my house than anyone else. Or I did before I took it all down and packed it. That's just because I was like, do you want this? Yeah. <laughs> but I would have said up? no if I didn't like it. Take this. Like, I don't have any room. I'm, I gotta go. <laughs> Let's talk about that, bro. What's up? All, so you've been collecting art for years. Mm-hmm. You know, prints and paintings and stuff from our friends and, you know, 
some bigger pieces and some smaller pieces. And how did you, when you're getting everything ready to move, what did you look for for the pieces that you were going to keep and take with you? So I'm using this move as a purge. I'm, I'm getting rid of everything that I can. Like I'm going to put just what can fit in the bed of my truck in a little trailer and take that with me. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting rid of furniture. I'm getting rid of, you know, everything basically. The only things I said I'm taking with me are my musical instruments, my art, and that that's basically it. You know yeah, what I mean? That's all. Like everything else I can get new when I get out there, you know, like even pots and pans, kick, cook, kitchen cookware, like all of that stuff. I can go buy new stuff of that when I get out there. When you need it to. Whenever I need it. I don't need to stress myself out about getting a U-Haul and towing my truck and doing all of this stuff to get all of my stuff out there. All I need is the stuff that I care about, and that's my art, my guitars. So uh, as far as art goes, I'm, I've said I'm taking everything, basically. Yeah. The only problem is the frames. Like, I have some big pieces. I've got a lot of stuff that's just full wall size, damn near. You know what I mean? And those frames won't fit safely. And I basically figured if I'm going to put them, it, just throw them in the bed of the truck, they're going to get broken and I'll have to get rid of them anyway. So I'll leave them here with you so you can frame up all your art that you need. And I just rolled everything up into tubes. And anything that was on canvas, I've got just uh, like wrapped up and mm-hmm. put into the big like plastic totes. And that's basically the only thing going in my truck. So I can take up as much room as I need. Oh, yeah. And dude, there's a lot of great art. I've been going through a lot of stuff that I've had to take out and replace or take down and replace with new stuff that I've forgotten about and yeah. like finding all kinds of older prints from people that I that from years ago and like it's been a blast. I think I told you I found going through boxes in the garage Sick in Bed Volume 1, the very first one that you did when you like put it together yourself and stapled everything. Uh, yeah, dude. I, yeah, I did I did that probably for the first 6 of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that that is super special to me. Um just a little quick backstory on it. Yeah. So Sick of Bed Volume 1 was the first kind of like just sketchbook zine that I did when I came back from spending a, a few weeks in Chicago with Locke. Locke Hong. Locke Hong, that's yeah. right. So he was like, you know, teaching me how to make uh, sil- silicone molds. Uh, he was teaching me how to oil paint. You know, we were doing all these things uh, based around art in his studio. And then, uh, you know, we were just drawing, sketchbook drawing and shit at night, like, whatever. He tried to throw me, like, uh, a medium that had, he's like, you ever done silver on, like, a, a black piece of paper? Like, you know, just trying oh, to, like, yeah. work my mind. And uh, when I got home, I just did a lot of illustrations. Uh, and just not great. Like, if you look back at it, it's probably <laughs> garbage. But uh, I remember I was so pumped on it. I think it's three pages, like, three eight and a half by 11s stapled yes, together then, so it's yes, like 12 yeah. little pages or 12 illustrations or whatever it is and um i sent one to him and i sent one to like a bunch of people and I just did that like as an, uh, a release of excitement and ex- coming back from that expression. trip yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that emotion sure. and the expressionism and right and so i sent them to the people i love and uh you know it was it's funny because everyone was like dude keep doing it yeah and so now you know i'm i'll probably drop uh sick in bed 10 this month so, Sick. yeah, it's been a few years. Yeah. I usually do like two a year, you know, yeah. two or three a year, just like whenever I get them out. And obviously, there's a lot more sketchbook 
art involved in that process, but I just pick the ones I like, whether they're yeah, good or not. They always you know, turn out fun, dude. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just because I know you or I know what you're drawing about because I know your like your life and what's around you. But I love them. I think they're yeah, great. We I've been you know in the last few I've, I've done a couple collabs like Hank did one. That's right, Hank got uh, one. The homie Morgan, the spook, uh, did one. And um, I think those are the only two collab ones actually in the last three or four. But ten's gonna be kind of my trip to Japan. Oh, that's with ske- rad. sketchbook drawings. Uh, Japanese people sleeping on trains. I did a lot of just people sketching. Tied. Just people on trains, like while they're asleep sketching. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I think I might call it "Sick in Bed, Sleepy Heads." Nice. Yeah, I, it's a working title, but I love it. I like do, it. Do some prints with it, and then uh, there'll be some photos in there and stuff too. But yeah, Sick in Bed One, man. I shoot, I don't even know who has that. There was probably ten made. Well, I got one. Yeah, that's dope. Uh, I'm pumped on it and dude like that same shit I've been going through everything finding so much cool stuff like I I went through a box and found a Tim Salmon signed baseball from the World Series in 2020 2002 you know what I mean like I I, just shit I forgot I had how'd you get uh, that were you at the World Series yeah you went I did game one and two so god damn some people at my church uh, had an inn and they were working the vendors like uh, pop like basically the tents outside the, in the stadium or whatever where you buy merchandise yeah they had extra set up for the World Series because everybody buys something so we got to go work and before the game for like two hours we just sold uh, merchandise and souvenirs and then during the game we got to go in for three innings and watch the World Series and then go out and work at the end. What a trip. We got like I got a free like baseball, I got a jersey, I got like a bunch of random swag that what? they gave us for, for helping out. Signed by Tim Salmon. That's no, that one I I saw him walking and broke protocol and grabbed a baseball that was just a random fucking baseball that I was sitting there and ran over to him like, Hey man, I was in my shirt, like I know I'm not supposed to do this, but like can you please sign this? And he was like, of course, son, here you go. And then he was walking with another guy on the team that I don't know who he is, Pep Harris or some is his name. And he just handed it to him and he signed it and handed it back. Like, there you go. And I was like, good luck today. Pepe. It was fucking great. Yeah, dude. Uh, that's crazy. Those little moments, like when you move. Completely forgot about it until totally. I went and found a little baseball. When you move you know? and you dig stuff up and you're like, oh yeah, hey, I did this. Yep, yep. I found all my yearbooks, like all my old uh, music sheets from church worship band. Yep. Like just everything just comes That's flooding so back. Funny. Right? Dude. I'm a sentimental person. I'm a sentimental person. Oh, I think yeah. most artists are because you want to collect the things that bring you joy or that that excite you. It, it reminds you of something that like gives you joy, right? Like right. you know, it's like, oh yeah, I can't get rid of this because the homie like did this for me. It's just like a sketch on a piece of paper or something, right? That no one ever. It's a bar napkin, but it's like, oh, I'm never getting rid of this because I remember this moment in time right. when this happened. And to me, my brain always goes, well, I never know when it's going to come in handy. Like, a receipt that you sketched out one time we were with became an MCJC sticker, like, mm-hmm. ten years or seven years later or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it just... As a casual, I'll draw you as a little unicorn. No, it was like a horse. A horse. You, had a, you had a dunce cap on. A dunce cap and a big, long beard. Yeah. And then I had a horse body. I remember this. And you said, why is my beard braided? I think I still have one. 
Yeah, I've got a few of them do in, you? My, in my sticker collection. I definitely yeah. have the other one where it looks like more like Obey, like black and white. The black and white, yeah. Like it almost looks like a mugshot. The mugshot, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have those for sure, but I think I still have one of the horse ones too. Yeah, that one was my everyone's favorite. That's that sticker, funny. everyone loved that sticker. Man, I sent those to my sister when she was a flight attendant, and she would stick them up all over anywhere Where that she, she was. was. Like she would be have a layover, she'd send me a picture like on a random sign in Denver, a random place in Idaho or whatever. Just yeah, like, hell yeah. here's MCJC's everywhere. Dude. That's up on New York uh, City subways and shit. Let's go. I mean, I'm about to, I actually brought a stack of stickers uh, for you for that reason. So when you're moving and traveling out, you can, uh, rep, rep, <coughs> Woo! bless you. Uh, yeah. Rep them on the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, McKinney, Texas needs to see uh, a Ratness sticker yeah. or whatever it is. We need right. to have just a little QR code so people can go listen. I know. We were talking about that earlier. It was like, it's kind of, we're in the um, age of graffiti. Like, that's our generation. So you just put your name up or you put, you know, this icon up. Or and there's nothing else. That's it. it. Yeah, and you then can't search it online. You, you just, don't want to be identified with you, it. You know, I've seen that before. Right. But... Like now, you just people put QR codes up, and they're like, "Oh, this is the whole website." Like yeah, people, I have everything you know, I need right here. Is We're that, old, bro. Is that beneficial though? Could be. Could I, be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure it is. I'm sure people now have it way better figured out than we ever did. I know uh, our social media skills are definitely oh, not shitty. <laughs> we don't have a million followers on TikTok, I'll tell you that. No, we don't we even have a TikTok. We don't have a TikTok, and we don't even know a million people on social media. I thought about doing that. I was like, should I just do a TikTok and we'll do clips of, like, the podcast or, like, sticker drops or merch drops and just try to get into another lane of social media? Couldn't bring myself to do it. It's, it's, we're too old. I just... I, I almost hired someone to do it. So, uh, transition, I actually, uh, need to, to, to uh, get on TikTok. Well, I'm going to have to dude. So (laughs) I, so I've been writing a book. Go on. Like this whole last year I've been writing a book and I'm finally in like my third edit phase and getting through to where it's, it's actually like ready to be published. And, uh, basically I'm to the point where I'm looking into self-publish or go with a traditional publisher. And if I'm gonna self-publish, I actually have to have a social media presence. Everything says either I'm never gonna make it, even on Amazon with everything, the tools they are, you have to promote it. I think I told you this before, man. Like, once you're at that point, you have to get, even if it's an underground indie publisher, they're gonna have so many ties. You, to start from ground one, where like, you know what I mean? Like level one, it's like with comics. I'm like, these guys are internationally known. Like this shit is dope. Like everyone's buying it. And companies are like, who are you? Right. You have to go with someone that has the established platform. It's a smart way to do it. And with everything I got going on, I think I'm gonna have to. So if anyone's listening and you (laughs) are a book uh, represented like a, a author rep or a book publisher or can help me in any way figure this out better holler at your boy and also I'm sure we'll have copies available through Radness at some point whatever. absolutely as soon as it's published but, I'm going to get them printed they'll be on Radness and then I'm also going to probably uh, I think 
shamelessly plug it on all the rat nest social media and my own for a long time so let's please, also, just be on the lookout for it enjoy it you're gonna love it let's not be uh confusing in the sense that jim is not leaving to write his book he's working on writing a book and he's leaving to start a company with some friends of ours uh, right so it's two different endeavors i always got a few irons in the fire baby yeah baby you know, oh, you we say baby now, baby, because I love that, baby. I love that, baby. Shout out, Parks <laughs> John Ralphie, you dude. Uh, one of the best, best characters on TV, man. Oh, so Him good. and his sister, I could watch a show dude. of them two just going wild, but I could only watch five minutes at a time. Jane Slate is on point. Mm -hmm. She's very good at emotional acting. She, I just watched a movie with her, and it was, like, satirical and sad, but funny and uh, it just made me feel. I was just like, dude, Jenny Slate works. Yeah. Like somebody that's not an uh, like a deep like oh it, like a hallmark actress or actor. You know what I mean? It's they're they're just being themselves, and you still get that emotional mm -hmm. like draw. It wasn't. It. it was almost like nothing different than the character she played on Parks and Rex, but just better shot. Mm -hmm. And like the conversation was more. I guess a little more like a dramatic than comedic. Sure. But but her whole uh, like physical acting thing is kind of adds a comedic element to yes. even like a, a deeper element to it. Dude, yeah, she rules. Ooh, so, she, we just strong. we went off topic right there. But yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. This dude. is a great last episode. Well, hey. not last. Well, let's not call it the last episode. Let's um, just call it um, the episode eighty-two. Episode eighty-two. Great right. episode eighty-two, right? It's a great episode eighty-two. I think that's eighty-two. Yeah, I believe so. DJ uh, Criminal is eighty-one. Yeah, and Seagack was eighty. Yeah, I believe. Or Shithouse Mouse. Oh yeah, that's right. Hey, y'all go listen to the Seagack episode. We had a blast doing that one and talking with Seagack. If uh, if you haven't listened to it, I think you'll have a blast listening to it as well. Oh yeah, we should start doing uh, little thirty second promos for episodes and then posting them. This is that sounded good. I like that. <laughs> that sounded really good. The, we finally figured it out on the last one, bro. <laughs> We're like, hey, this episode's sponsored by. That's <laughs> like some real shit. Oh man. Oh uh, whoops. What a what a crazy experience though, man. It's, it's been fun. It's been fun, dude. It's been a blast. I we, wish we would have set up like phone calls so we could do like five minute phone calls with artists right now dude. and just tell let them uh, tell us how great shoot. we are. Call someone on your phone. My phone's recording us right now. Uh, I'll call someone on mine then. Yeah, okay. do it. Uh, I'll find someone. But I was gonna say, like, even so, Nate Garcia, kid, kid. he's breaking out, like breakout talent, right? Yeah. He's an amazing artist, illustrator, and, right? Yeah, everything, everything. I mean, Ramirez paintings. Like, yeah. I don't think people know that he was just like already amazing, like artist before right. he started doing comics. That one that he did of Dottie uh, that you have at your house, love it. So awesome, love it. You know, he's doing care pictures at the zoo. He had high school artwork that was um, presented at what was it? not Madison Square Garden, but it was like one uh, of those big. It was things. a grand old Aubrey house. Or, no, fuck, what was it? It was something like that, though. It's gonna drive Sorry, me crazy. It, we know My it was bad. a big deal, but that was like episode seven, right? And he was just like, oh, yeah. I thought you and Jim hated each other. I was like, I love you, Nate. Yeah. You're already the homie. Uh, anyone that's listening, Ratness Season 2 will be out very soon. It has an interview with Nick Garcia in it. Oh, sick. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I've been dragging on that for about eight months now. 
You know, it's because you're not acting like it's a business, bro. You're just letting it be whatever you want it to be. I had some shit go down, bruh. All right, I forgot. You went to Japan and Hawaii for a whole month. That wasn't it. <laughs> I, my grandmother died. Oh, come on. I'm in, sorry. In the beginning of the year, and I got very... This is real. Let's get real. I got very, very like depressed, and I didn't realize it. And I put everything on the back burner okay. in my life, right? Like... I just couldn't complete tasks. Yeah. I could not finish. Any, I'm just getting there now. And you know what Nine months later, bro. Is the only thing that'll bring you out of depression, or the best way to get out of depression, in my opinion, is to do stuff that like fulfills yeah. you. And but you just can't do it. Well, I was, is it possible to even pick out a paintbrush or like even put one foot in front of the other? I think it's weird for me because it's the thing that I was putting focus on at the time that it was happening. So you associated so with I, that. I put that yeah. project back here and I was doing pop-ups. I was doing, you know, we're still doing art shows and yeah. doing all this stuff and, you know, publish com or printing comics. Those were distractions, but this was part but, like, of the thing the that was, I was yeah. supposed to be doing was part of like, I have to like come to terms with that. Yeah. And so that was a rough, it's been a rough year for me then. I'm sorry, I, and you know, self-medicating self with drugs and alcohol like doesn't help. No, never does. You know, so you've seen me at fucking some crazy points, like not to put too much out there, but you know, I no, we get, I get after it. We we do. We yeah, know, we, I think we know how to party the right amount when the other one needs to party the right amount. You yeah. know what I mean? There's been some times where you show up, and it's like, well, like this morning, I was like, bro, you don't have to come out here. Like, blah blah blah. And like, quit being a bitch. Coming out, we're gonna do this, and we're, it's gonna be a good day. Like, sometimes we just gotta do that to each other. Oh, yeah. Make shit better. Totally. And you know, I do the same thing with you. We're like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I'm like, well, how are you looking at it? And like, I'll yeah, try why to say the that. fuck are you seeing it like that. You're seeing it like this, but that doesn't matter till tomorrow. Yep. And right now, we're it's good. Everything's fine. Isn't that true? It's great, dude. That's good friends. Hey, good friends club. Good times with good friends. Good. Oh, you all want to do it live CD? New do it live CD is <laughs> coming with every Ratnet order for the for the next six months. Um, or until no, so I, I don't know if anyone's gonna get one. But uh, if anyone wants to hear me and Jim's band from 10 years ago, I'll give you a CD. Yeah, just, just send your mail and order info to Rat Nest Sticker Co. on Instagram. Free CDs. And if you have a CD player, you can play it. Or if your kid does, if your kid has a Walkman. Oh, yeah, because that shit's vintage now. Yeah. It's all exciting. No one has CD players. No. But a kid might have a Walkman because it's hip. We never did vinyl because we weren't that cool. Nah, we wanted to, but it was expensive. We actually had a vinyl like in the works, and like it never worked out. Yeah, that's it was supposed way. to be a split. There's it's uh, happening. I remember. Times. I remember. Uh, good times, really good times though. I think we're just. I mean, I think we're just. We did it right, Maddie. I'm. I'm sorry. I don't. This booze got me now, but now I'm getting all emotional about this. This is a. Get at me, dude. Last time I'm gonna sit in this studio with you and, and do one of these. Um, maybe we should have had more heart to hearts instead of just being like. So, what do you think about drawing lines like on to the camera to other people? You know what I mean? How does comics work for you? No, I think people probably enjoyed the, uh, the other version way better than us sitting here stroking our egos and uh, telling ourselves how great we are. I think it's pretty sweet. I feel good. I feel good about it. I just hope it's not boring to listen to. Could be the whiskey. I've got I've got a lot of emotion towards Rat Nest, if you couldn't tell, and it's all positive. Who's Bert and who's Tom? We're two rats, one nest. 
I'd have to say you're probably Bert because you have the bigger alcohol problem. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I'll take it. And Tom, uh, I, but I'm not very, I think you're both. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a that's a deep cut probably for someone that doesn't listen to comedy podcasts either that's oh yeah Bert and Ernie yeah they're like uh, Big Bird who's Big Bird who's Big Bird fat sticks yo talking about fat sticks how <laughs> fat are we getting no uh, <laughs> alright let's let's figure this out dude let's wrap it up let's go have a good time let's send you off right yeah let's do a little going away tonight is there anything you want to tell anyone that's listening to the end of the episode which is Probably eight people that listen all the way through. What are you thinking? Uh, thank you for listening. If you've listened all the way this through on this one, you've probably listened to a few other episodes, so appreciate that. Uh, this has been, like, the best artistic experience of my life, man. Like, it, it's been unique in ways that I never could have thought, and it's all because people listening, and people cared and wanted more and, like, commented and asked and sent artists our way you know it, it, it all worked because of the whole community I, that's beautiful to me dude that's I don't know if you rehearsed that but that was nice nah man it's just speaking from the heart baby do you feel like it's helped you oh like absolutely it, at, not, not the people that you've talked to but just no, like having I said, to do this it, it helped me learn how to be an active listener rather than just waiting for my turn to talk it taught me like how to read people when they're uncomfortable and need a little bit more coaxing to get an answer out of them or like if if i can just let somebody go and they can talk about whatever they want and they need less corralling you know it, it, it taught me a lot about communication is it is it adult debate team nah because we never debated anybody right we, we would agree all right well, it was it was like the opposite of debate hear me out though because debate, you're getting assigned, like, this side or that side of it. But you still have to know how to argue. Like, you still have to know how to talk, right? I never did debate either. But I'm just saying, you don't necessarily have to, like, be on this side of the debate to be assigned that when you're in high school or whatever. They right. just, like, or like, you do this, you do that. You so have it teaches to know how, you how to, to do talk, both. Right? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like that's kind of for me and you. I still say like and 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 bra and, like, all that right. shit a lot. You do a lot less than I. Oh, I, I still feel like I say it a lot. But I've had a lot of work or a lot more like exposure to public speaking than you have. For the law that's true, yeah, business yeah. and everything that I do. Yeah, that's true. I guess this this is my 85th hour. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. You know, we're just clocking in time now. And we're get, you're getting good at it, bro. No, I'm not. So I what, what about like you? Was... What did this podcast do for you, bro? I don't know. I think as everything I do... This is going to sound cheesy and maybe even disingenuous, and I don't mean it to come off that way, but I'm happy to give everyone that we've talked to and everyone that isn't involved into this a platform to throw shit out there. And that's the same as Ratnest. Like, I don't, for me, I'm not like, I'm the podcast guy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, I'm stoked to talk to whoever is going to be here this week. I agree, man. So it's been it's been awesome. Uh, yeah, don't forget uh, that I'm gonna write a book or I'm writing a book, and you're gonna want to listen to it. It's my personal philosophies. I'm gonna do an audio book and a real hard hardcover book. It's real preachy. No, it's not. I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's all stories from my life that, that no. taught me how my my personal philosophies about life. In the chapters I've read. 
it's it's fucking awesome. Man. I edited I'm it so down. St- it's, it's less preaching now. My editor literally said, "Hey man, you're getting it, a little too." I, you shouldn't even admit yesterday. to that because I didn't think it was preaching. Oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just fucking anything. I got nothing to hide. No, but uh, shout out Daniel Trevino for being my editor. That motherfucker has changed my book for the better, made it readable. I I just it was a whole bunch of thoughts, and now it's actually readable. I love that dude. He's done. Let's go. Let's go. Fucking T. T is the man, dude. uh, The guy that drank more than we drink now, and then now drinks more Dr Pepper or Diet Dr Pepper or Diet Coke than anyone should drink in life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, love tea. Honestly, dude, I'm just gonna I'm gonna hold up the homie real quick. Like one of the most headstrong, willpower people I've ever met. Like probably had one of the worst alcohol problems I've had ever seen up to that point in our mid twenties, and just cold turkey, willpowered his way through quitting alcoholism, and like has an amazing life now because of it. Oh, like, yeah. And has has just turned his shit around so much like so proud of the dude and the beauty of it is is that alcoholism never defined him you know what i mean like that's just a part of his life that he beat and that to me is like that's a hard thing to get out from under it when once you become a drunk you know and, dude and not to i made a joke about it right now because we know the circumstances but in when we hung out back in the day uh t never seemed like the one that had the problem to me Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he recognized he did, and that to me is the bigger it's a bigger man than anything. That's the biggest thing. Fuck yeah, man. And so when you see that that turnaround and you're just like see super positive changes in someone's life, you're like, oh shit, alcohol really did yeah. have like a, a play in that. And now we see that because we partied so much growing up, we see the people that kept on the party path and then ones that got off and you see the difference man the ones that got off <laughs> they got families and kids and shit oh, the goodness. ones that stayed on hey, no, podcasts. No, no, kids, no kids 24 24 no kids 2024 uh dude it's been a pleasure doing the podcast with you up to this point it really has it's been an honor you're my you're my boy blue you my i love you bro i love you bro uh yeah i i appreciate you and keep doing what you're doing with rat nest and uh people love it i love it keep doing it yeah let's see <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see if people keep loving it Nah, i i really i'm changing the focus to be more focused let's put it that way i'm with it yeah so i'm still here to help bro you know we can still do this stuff and you know, if people want to be interviewed and be on the podcast, we're still going to have the setup and be able to do that. Mm-hmm. It's not like everything's shutting down by any means. We're keeping the office. We're doing everything that we've always done. Uh, it, it just, it'll be a little bit more on my hands than it was yours. You know? Right. I'm, but, having, I'm having to, to set down a lot of it to be able to go do what I do. But it's, I'm not, I'm not mad at you, bro. Appreciate you. Yeah, and, and trust, uh, when if and when things settle back down and, and we get time and, and the uh, we get a back stock of artists new artists to interview as well we'll be back yeah this, and ain't, this ain't goodbye it's until next time let me say i'm proud of you oh shut up i know this we're really getting down the rabbit hole now i'm proud of you and i'm fucking excited for your new chapter thanks that, bro. this sounds like frat girls you know talking but I love you, and you're my boy, and I wish you nothing but the best, and I know you're going to be successful in everything you do. Thank you, bro. That means a lot. Uh, I'm fucking proud of you, too. You're my brother, 
uh, wouldn't wouldn't have had this go in, go with anybody else, man. It's been it's been an honor working with you and getting as close as we have, traveling and having fun together and becoming fucking family, dude. Hell yeah. Well, now that we're not in the same state, it's even more reason to travel together. That's right. I get out there, we go around. We're going to open some uh, ramen spots and pizza spots and Mexican spots in Oklahoma. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah. oh was that the first time we said it? Oh, yeah. It's all right. It's a big state. Okay. I think. Right. <laughs> I've never been. Sorry, <laughs> all right. We'll cut it there. <laughs> if anyone listened to the end, that's what they get. Yeah, that's the little that's icing on the cake. Now you know where I'm moving to. Hey. This has been another episode of the Ratness Podcast. You can catch us sometime in the future for more podcasts and interviews with your favorite artists. Go to Ratness Sticker Co. for stickers, prints, zines, and more. Jim. Farewell. Let's go, my guy. Come here. Come here, bro. I love you. I love you. Let's get it.